Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. <laughs> Jumping right into it. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't give these guys any warning. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna get right into it today. Um, you know, we're doing the same old story, talking Celtics, and uh, I guess we're just gonna uh, uh, go on the fly and see how it goes. How's that sound? I love it. We we are literally jumping into this. We didn't even say hi. No, <laughs> I literally just got downstairs probably forty five seconds ago. So yeah. So the first thing somebody said to me was. Gola, you're eating a freeze pop. I said, yep, I love these things. And then Shore just started letting her rip on the uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no preparation. We're just going to get right into her. Um, Celtics, we can talk Celtics right off. Let's do it. Uh, say, I mean, it's the same old story. It's like when their shit team shows up, they, they get smoked. When you turn the ball over fucking 20 times, you tend to lose. You take care of the ball. You shoot better, you tend to win because they play great defense. It's the same with both teams. Whichever team's making shots, I know that sounds ridiculous, but whichever team is making shots is going to win the series, is going to win the game. So, and I, I mean, I, I don't feel very confident, but if the Celtics win game six, uh, I'm sure that will sway my confidence and uh, anything can happen in game seven. So let's just uh, keep our fingers crossed. The good Celtics team shows up and we get a dub. They picked a bad time to lose their first back to back. Not a good time. Yeah. Did and it was like one of those situations too. It was like I didn't watch a second of the game. Um, heard the national anthem go, and then it was lights <laughs> out for your boy. Um, but when I got up in the middle of the night, I saw they. My kids have been been awful sleeping the last few nights. Um, so I was up at like two o'clock, looked at the score, I see they lost by ten kind of go through the box score and i'm like they lost this fucking game and steph curry was abysmal i'm like you just seem like a, a missed opportunity for them to kind of take advantage of win another one on the road but um did you guys see it? I'm, I'm not gonna throw keep throwing you see jason tatum's at the most turnovers in a, in a playoff in the history of the nba i did see i did not yeah. see that he only needed three to get there to get out of the first and half you, and they potentially have two more games left which is not really and i don't and like just looking at the box right i don't want to say I, did, I didn't see any of it live like you go to like nba tv or whatever um like the next day they replay some of it so i did watch some of it um but i mean he didn't seem like he was really the issue i mean they missed what 10 12 free throws yeah uh, and he and was the free, ball you think he shot like he's like in close to like 85 90 free throw shooter in his career until this year he kind of fell off and then playoffs it's like all of them have forgot how to shoot free throws yeah i mean when you when you miss 10 or 12 free throws and you turn the ball over 18 times and only four six 
you're not going to win too many goddamn games. So. Um, I, I, I know you guys don't want to talk about this, but like, say that, say the Warriors end up do winning the series. I saw a tweet, uh, the other day and I blew my mind. I don't even feel like it's close, but they said that if the Warriors win this, has Wiggins done enough to steal the MVP from Steph? No, I don't think so either. He's been unbelievable though. Like, yeah, he so has. Good. Right. So yeah. good. He's the, yeah. he, he has been by far their second best player in this series. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where like. Steph would have had to have averaged like 15 a game mm. and the Warriors still win and Wiggins just goes off the whole series. Uh, it, there's no chance. I don't think there's any ch- I think the Celtics could win game six and Steph get hurt and Warriors win in seven and Steph doesn't play in seven and he'd still win the MVP. Right. Yeah. I I don't think people realize how good this fucking Warriors team is. Like, there's three Hall of Famers. Uh, and then you got Wiggins, who's a number one overall, like was a, you know, a number one overall pick back well, in the day. And the talent is through the roof, but you know, like oh. being the main guy on a team is not easy, especially when you're like a quiet, you know, kind of has like the same, same kind of like uh, attitude as Tatum. Um, but he's obviously like really loved the role of just being like, okay, I don't have all eyes on me, but I can go do my thing and be even better. Um, but this team, what? this Golden State team, is f- it's fucking incredible. Like, they're loaded. Yeah. I mean, three Hall of Famers in oh, the well, prime of like, their I, career. Right, I mean, I, I would say Draymond's out of it, and I would say probably Clay's would a say little bit out of it, too. But, but Steph is still playing at, like, peak performance, like, probably better than he's ever played, really. Um, but the other two, I mean, Clay's playing really good, and so is Dre. I mean, Dre hasn't had a great series this one, but... It just doesn't, he doesn't, he's not really fit for this series as well, but they are, they are like, people are like hammering the Celtics, like, ah, they're not good enough. It's like, okay, well you realize who they're playing, right? Like this is like probably the second best team in the last, I don't know, 30 years after, you know, the bulls of the bulls run. Well, this, I wouldn't say this team. I think this is, if golden state goes on to win this, this is easily the worst of their championship teams. Yeah, I agree too. I don't think so. Their first, their first one, I don't think it's as good as. I one. think their first one, they they still have the same stars they have now, basically with like the with Draymond, Steph, and Clay. But their bench, I remember their bench spend those teams was by far the best bench in the NBA. Well, and, and like that was when they like could play 10 was guys. A, yeah, Iggy was a monster off the bench back then too. And then I I don't know. I think that I'm not trying. I'm not taking anything away from them. I mean, we're we're but I think this would be their worst championship team of of the ones they've had. But that's not saying like they're bad. I just think it's the worst one they've had. Well, I think the crazy well, thing Jordan, is that Jordan and the Bulls won six. There was one of those teams was the worst of the six. It doesn't mean they were bad. It just means they were the worst team of the six. Yeah, I I just don't buy that at all. Like I think this is. I mean, in regular season maybe, but they they were hurt all year. There was always someone hurt. So, like, now that they're fully healthy, it's like, this team is fucking incredible. Uh, like, that's what's great about this team is that they had that year in 2020, I think, when everyone on the team got hurt and they missed playoffs. They were awful. So they end up getting the number two pick in the draft. James Wiseman, they take. And he's not even playing. He's not even playing. Right. So it's like, and then all these guys, they had him signed anyways. So they got back healthy and now they're dominating again without even their lottery pick they had two years ago. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, this team could be even scarier, I feel like, if Wiseman never got hurt and kept developing. Yeah. You know I think I think I get what you're saying. Like they were younger, they were probably faster. But I will say, and and you know, you never know. Like they're which team is better. But I will say, it seems like now they've really like now that they've been on top and then they got knocked off the top. It's like they appreciate being back at the top. Like you know, like like Dre the other day was okay with sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter because he knew it was best for the team. Like Clay's okay with Wiggins shooting the ball more than him because. Wiggins has been shooting better than him. It just seems like they know their role. You're probably right. They they were probably more athletic, more skilled uh, five or six years ago, but they, it seems like they really know their role this time through. What was the first time yeah, they I mean, won? I, and I th- oh, four, and I uh, think, 15? Okay. And I think you can this. see it, but like as this like series has gone on, I just think that you can just, and that's one thing I think we forget about the Celtics. Like outside of Horford, they are so fucking young. Like it's mm. wild how young they are. And I think it's starting to show a little bit more in this series. Um, the last couple games, just with the, with the turnovers. I mean, I just, I, there was a stat when like, I think it was like when the Celtics in the playoffs so far this year, when they've turned the ball over more than 16 times, mm-hmm. they're like, Two and a, two and eight or something like that, and when they it's less than sixteen, they're like eleven to one. Yeah, it's like if they don't turn the fucking ball over, they win games. Like it's just it's, and I know it seems so simple, but there are so many times when you watch him go like up and down the court, and it's like, what? Just slow the fuck down for three seconds. What are you and doing? Like, uh, right, it just I, seems like it's. I typically feel like Jalen Brown, his turnovers are at least going to the rim to like make a play. But Marcus Smart, it just like fucking throws it away. Like I'm like, dude, I'm, what are you doing? Like, oh yeah, oh, uh, Jalen Brown's posting up Steph Curry. Okay, but you're on the wrong wing. Like it, the post ups on the other side, and it's like, we all see the play, but swing it. Maybe we'll get it there. If it's still there, it's still there. But why are you trying to make that pass? Like I don't know. We could get into it all day, but that guy fucking is driving me nuts right now. I'm telling you right now. I, I, maybe I'm wrong with this, but, and it, maybe it's just like a recency thing, but I would have zero inch. I would have zero issue if they tried to, if they traded them in the off season. None. Me, me too. I'm like, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I like, I mean, smart had a pretty solid game the other night. I mean, he had shot seven of 15, three threes, 20 points, whatever. But he also had two assists. Like yeah. I, had, I, 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 like I said, we were texting in a group the other night, the three of us. I would rather the Celtics have a more of a true point guard that can knock down open shots than somebody like Smart. Like I yeah. just, I don't know. It's just me. I just think of like um, somebody like Drew Holiday versus what Smart is, and I'm like, I would rather. Uh, I would die to have Holiday because I think he's yeah. better as a team defender. Like I said, I've I've been saying this all playoffs. So Smart makes smart plays, like not smart plays, but Marcus Smart makes unbelievable plays where there's other point guards that just make the right play. Yeah. And I'll, just going back to this, just real touching base on this real quick, and just like how it, you wish you could see him play 40 minutes or even the fucking whole game, but how important Robert Williams is. Every Robert Williams was plus 11 for the game. Every other Celtic starter was minus nine or worse. Wow. He's just. It just seems like when he's on the floor, Golden State doesn't. They don't. They won't attack mm-hmm. because he's such a rim protector. And I just feel like. He played 30 minutes, which is a good chunk of time, but I just feel like 
if he was able to play 40, you know, 40, 44 minutes like Brown and Tatum did, I just think it just like adds so much more to them defensively where you, they just don't want to, uh, they don't want to go to the rim because he's such a good rim protector. And I, obviously, if you look at this game as bad as the Celtics played, he, when he was on the floor, he was plus 11 and then everybody else was fucking dog shit. So the guy has been, he's so important to that team. You just and he's shooting wish he 88%. Full, and you wish he was like, yeah, that's what I mean from for him. In my opinion, like if you get like 10 and eight, 10 and 10 out of him and he blocks like three or four shots, mm-hmm. that's all you need out of him. It just his presence in the middle is is just huge. But, um, you know, he's obviously not fully healthy. And I mean, you know, you know, whatever it is, what it is, shit like that happens. So. I've read that after every game the next day, he's had to have his knee drained that he's played. <clears throat> so not good. Not that's, good. No. Not I mean, there's times so the that two days, like the two days rest is huge for him, but um, that just doesn't sound ideal. He's really going to need some serious rest in the off season. So, yeah, I just got down a rabbit hole uh, looking at like the rosters for the teams <laughs> and um, looking. I got into like the preseason odds for you know every team in the NBA to win the championship. Uh, Nets had the best odds; they were plus two thirty. Celtics were thirteenth best odds. Uh, so a hundred dollar bet would get you four grand. It's not a bad little payout. My well, father-in-law put a good, good I'm chunk pre- on him in the middle of January, and it was probably worse than that because they were just about five hundred. In January? Yeah. Middle of January, he's like, "Yeah, threw some money on the Celtics to win it all." I'm like, "Yeah." Yep. Warriors had the fourth best to start this year, but yeah, wild. Um, I was looking at the like Warriors teams, you know, from past, like oh, yeah. f- 15 was the first year they won it. And then 16 was the year they broke the Bulls regular season record and they lost they to the lost. Cavs, I think. Yeah. Cavs. Yeah. And then they won 16-17. Yeah. But what an absurd run, dude, that they had, that got yeah. run. They won 67 games, won the championship, won 73 games, lost the championship. And then in 17, won 67 games again, won the championship. It's like... An absurd, and then 18 they won again, but with only 58 wins in the regular season. But like, I mean, incredible. Yep. Oh, I mean, it's a, and if, if we if they blew a three one lead in the finals in 16 too. Yeah. Against yeah. the Cavs, they were up three yep. games to one, and that's Dray when Draymond ended up getting suspended because he was kicking guys in the nuts the whole fucking series. And I mean, if he, more than likely, if he does, if Dre doesn't get suspended for that game, if he's not an asshole, then. I would imagine they probably win that series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I'm not, I'm really not feeling very confident about the Celtics. I'll still say they win just because I got to say it. Like I could never, like, I feel like Tatum and Brown couldn't play and I would still be like, I think the Celtics could win. That's just in me, but I, I'm just, and I'm just praying that they can pull out this, this game six win and anything happens in seven. Well, I mean, if you say the Celtics win the series, then we have all of our bases covered in this podcast because Goal says Warriors in six the other night. I said Warriors in seven, and then you'll have Celtics in seven. So there you go. Bingo. Well, that just shows you how good this podcast is that one of us is going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> There's only yeah. three options. If, if each I just, I, you know, you, you kind of hope you see the Celtics bounce back, but I just, I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I, I hate to say it, but I just think Golden State ends it tomorrow night. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm preparing myself so I'm not like rattled about it. 
So I'm just well, preparing I, myself to be like, oh. But I did the same thing in Game 7 against Miami Heat. I was like, you know what? They had a great run. They just can't win Eastern Conference Finals. It's all right. Well, it, for me, it's a perfect scenario for me because I won't stay up to watch the whole thing. I'm not even sure I'll see the fucking beginning of the game. So I'll fall asleep. I'll wake up in the middle of the night. And I'll check the score. And if they lose, I'll just avoid fucking, like, reading or looking at ESPN or CBS or anything for a day or two and move on with my life. <laughs> yep. Um, I did see that the ratings for the Golden State game were some of the worst ratings ever for a Boston's finals game because it's so late. Like, there's, like, a cutoff time where, like, the mm-hmm. people from Boston or New England are just not going to stay up anymore. Like, it's... and I. I it's don't ridiculous even, I think it's how late. It's like casual NBA fans too. Like, yeah. If it wasn't like, I mean, I don't know if you've been staying up and watching them, Kev, but I'm guessing like if it wasn't for like us doing this podcast and us like talking about it, you're probably not gonna stay up till fucking midnight to watch these games if like you don't care who wins. Maybe. Uh, you will. I mean, I, yeah. I, I usually stay up wouldn't. that late regardless, even like a fucking random. Yeah. So there has to be ten commercials every time that they go to commercial. They are, it takes forever. It feels like it's probably 10 minutes between each one, I feel like. So I don't know if a commercial is a minute long or what, but it feels like there's 10 commercials. There's only five total commercials that they even show. There's the fucking do the do Mountain Dew with Zach Levine. Like I can name, there's like a, a Taco Bell one that always shows. Uh, it's the same commercials. I swear there's five commercials. They just show them twice every commercial break. I'm so sick of watching commercials. They just drag this shit on, dude. It's oh, like, it's let's awesome. play the fucking game. Let's go. I don't. How much advertisement are these guys paying for? It must be a lot. And I'm hoping that the NBA is like, all right, let's send Scott Foster in there to Boston. Let's get this to game seven because <laughs> this, these advertisements are great. And I'm actually going to predict that. I'm going to say Scott Foster is refereeing game six, and he'll just do his best to take care of business. I didn't realize this, but Scott Foster around uh there the donahy is that his name the guy who was um yeah tim donahy i think yeah so like right around when he started gambling there's like 500 text messages between donahy and scott foster (laughs) um the nba just ignored the scott foster thing Um, they had they had someone from like the oh the guy who fucked up and said that you shouldn't give a t um you have to like worry about um you have to think about what the player situation is um, with Draymond. They had him on WEI, and then someone was like, hey, you know what I read? And he, like, went off on them, and he was like, I can't speak for that. And it's like, well, you guys are all scumbags and probably betting and, and fixing these fucking games. So. And I, I, and I don't care what – like, I, I'm not saying the NBA is going to be like, you need to make sure X, Y, or Z wins. But – I have to imagine they kind of push these guys to be like, you know, it'd be better for the NBA if we get, you know, yeah. game seven. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying they're going to be like, all right, you need to make sure Boston wins tomorrow night so we get a game seven. Yeah. But they'll be I, like, hey, I, have a- I will remember next year when there's a finals, um, who will be refereeing too? Because they make so I mean, much the money. Big- like, they're not going to add to their paycheck. That would be obvious, but they can be like, hey, we'll get you into a series next year. Uh, that's prime time and that's more money. I mean, the most obvious example of that was game six with the fucking kings and lakers yeah whatever year that was the lakers shot like 62 free throws and the kings had like seven (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, hey, before we get to finish this, uh, so game yes. one, uh, 12-point game. Game two, 19-point game. Game three, 16-point game. Game four, 10-point game. Game five, 10-point game. Can we please get a fucking single-digit game in the series? Yeah. Just one. I don't give a fuck Seriously. who wins. I don't even care if the Celtics win. I just want you know, a final possession game. Rather not. Like I don't want that pressure. I've been saying this all the time. My heart can only take so much, Kev. Um, just give me one. Uh, it, please be a Celtics stub. So, man, the Celtics. I tell you, they they put you guys in roller coaster eyes, man. They show oh, flashes. They play of with my emotions, brilliance, and then flashes of just. Sure. Would Would you rather them? Lose on a buzzer beater or lose in a close game or just get the doors blown get off? Get the doors blown off. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would just sit there and be like, you know what? Just wasn't their night. And uh, I'm that I'm not so rattled about, but I can't take the, the close ones. I'm, would it, I'm, so even if it was like a non-closeout game, you still would? Oh, even if it was like game, game seven. One. Game one. Game, yeah, game one, game seven. I would rather them get the doors blown off than have a close loss. Because it's shown that, well, I mean, now you're fucked anyway, but it's been shown that, like, even if you get blown out, it doesn't matter what happens the next game. You can come back and win. I mean, that happened the whole Miami series, so. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to hit, listen to the idiots on uh, social media say that the Celtics aren't good. And I'm, that's my that was my point. Like, I've been hearing a lot of, like, oh, the Celtics aren't good. And it's like, okay, well, there's still two wins away from winning at all, which could happen. Like, you never know. Steph Curry might roll his ankle in the fucking first minutes of the game. And they could win that series. But they're not they're not playing bums, dude. Golden, Golden State is, like I've said, is phenomenal. That, that's probably the best team since the Bulls run. Um, this is the best run in the NBA. And that includes like a oh. a, a LeBron, D Wade, and Bosch team. Like that, they're better than them as a team. That was Spurs, three better players. Spurs had a decent run. Spurs had a phenomenal run. But like if, if it, they win this, this is their fourth, and Spurs had four. But theirs was over a longer time. Yeah. yeah. So I would say probably Golden State because they're still in the midst of it. So. Yeah, yeah. But the Spurs do get overlooked. You're right. I, I, they do. Because mm. they played such a boring style of basketball. That's why. Yeah. And mm-hmm. by the way, the both coaches are Popovich disciples. So, mm-hmm. yep. and he, I guess he talked to both of them before the series. So, interesting. Yep. I did not think we were going to talk Celtics for 20 minutes, but here we are. And I feel like that was actually nothing that we really talked about in the previous mm. three months. Keeping it fresh, man. Keeping it we've fresh. We've been talking a lot of Celtics over the last three months with the playoffs. Other, other than the first like three minutes, more like typical Celtics. They miss free throws. They fucking turn the ball over. They lose. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Same shit. Um. Okay. Away from Celtics. Are you guys good? Yes, sir. Yeah. Number one. Uh. Miles Nicholas one out away from a no hitter. Um. One strike, right? It was yeah. One strike. One. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I think it was a one-two count or a two-two count because he started 2-0. Um, then he threw a fastball strike, then a curveball strike, and then uh, he tried to beat him on an inside fastball, and some no-name just ripped it, and it was like, uh-oh. Um, how do you feel about that? Like that that guy's emotions have got to be crushed. You know, for me, like obviously he still threw a no-hitter. I mean, he would have thrown a no-hitter if he like got that guy out. Mm-hmm. 
But it still looks ugly to me that the fact that Pittsburgh had a run scored, bef- even though he had a no hitter going. I don't yeah. know why. To me, I'd be, I would be like, yeah, it's not, it's not, a, it's not like a real no hitter. They scored a run, even though it wasn't had nothing to do with the hit. But, um, yeah, that's gonna be a kick in the dick though. And it wasn't like the, the center fielder didn't miss it by that much, if I remember correctly. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be fucking, I think Bader actually has a gold glove last year. So like, he's like one of the, best. I think every one of the Cardinals got a gold glove last year. Did they? Yeah, that's, like true. The team get one? that's the team. Yeah. Goldie. Yeah. And, and I think it was like five guys. I think five, of them but I think it. Bader is like considered statistically the best center fielder in baseball. So, I mean, if they're hitting it at somebody and, and someone's going to make a shot at it, I guess it's going to be Bader. It's such a dagger too that. I mean, like we don't keep track of this in our fantasy league, but like, they they yanked him in the it wasn't like a nine to one game or something. Yeah. So they yanked him so then he doesn't even get like the complete game for like he, himself. I no. think he threw the first couple of pitches to the next batter too, and then he was just gassed. Like he was like 129 pitches. He, he like he was like struggling to get to that last batter, and he mm-hmm. was like pitching off fumes, and then they finally made the call. They were like, no, no more. And and you I love. S- I've never seen it like more on a guy's face where he was like so deflated. Like he saw the hit and he just like sat there and it hit off the ground and then it like went over the wall. He was just staring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> that uh, you got have been a hell of a catch too. If he if he oh like God, actually yeah. made the catch, Bader would have been a fucking <coughs> hell of a catch. You got him on your team, the guy in the Angels, the lefty, the no hitter. What's his name? Gola. Oh, Detmers. Yeah. He, is there has anyone else threw in this year than him? I feel Can't like there was. There was close those. to a team one, but I don't think they actually got it. Yeah. Which is a joke, by the way. The team no hitters are are. A joke. Speaking of jokes, and I don't even have this written down, but the Tigers right now, I've uh, as a franchise of baseball and like supposed to be one of the best, that yeah, whole so- franchise is a mess. They sign Javi Baez, who is arguably literally the worst hitter in all of baseball. He's bad. Mm-hmm. He's but awful. they call up top prospect who is probably the worst hitter in all of baseball in Torkelson. So strike one, strike two, they spend huge money for Eduardo Rodriguez, Rodriguez, who's, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone else, I think they were competing against himself to sign him, to be honest with you. And he's they, well, they signed him so early. He's away yeah. from the team. He's having marital issues. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, real quick. Detmers threw one and then the Mets threw a combined no hitter against the Phillies. Okay. I and the Reds, the Reds did as well. Really? I think the Reds lost, didn't they? I'm like legit on ESPN and it has. Oh, yeah, it was. They lost that game. They lost. The Reds lost and threw a no hitter. That's right to the Pirates. Yep. Yeah. But it didn't go down. Yeah. So, but it didn't go down because they lost it in the bottom of the ninth or something, right? No. No, they lost. I think. They didn't go to a bottom of the ninth because the Pirates are home. Oh. So they didn't go to the bottom of the ninth. Right. So, but like, it's like ESPN has MLB no hitters and they don't recognize it happening. Well, I think because it, it wasn't the, nine innings. It was only eight. Oh, yeah. I think that's why. That's yeah, so I mean, the, tiger, the t- Tigers are a fucking disaster. Yep. I didn't have it written down, but I figured we'll talk a little baseball. Um, I talked about this last episode. Um, I was saying that every time I went golfing on the day the Celtics played, I got a win. Um Brought that up to my wife. She was all about it. Went golfing and uh, didn't work. Didn't, didn't work. work. Yeah. Man. 
I like what you said, though. Maybe it only works on home games so that you got to play golf on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my my thought is, does any, like, maybe we can get, like, a tweet or, or a reply or something. Does anyone have any, like, stupid stu- superstitions? It doesn't have to be with just, like, the Celtics, but, like, any, like, mm-hmm. you know, Patriots uh, game would- or anything like that or, like, fantasy um, for me, I have to have my, I, I have a lot of them, I feel like, and they're so stupid, but like, I have to have my phone face down on the right side of me. Like during what? During a game you're watching? Yeah. The, like a game that I need, I want my team to win. So like, I think you guys have noticed, I usually don't text at all during the Celtics. No. I will, because the timeouts are so long. I've been like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to text a little bit. Um, but I will not text about the Celtics. Typically, um, I'll text about something else. I try to keep it away from. I don't want the basketball gods to know that I'm texting about the Celtics. They want my phone to be down, uh, face down on my right side. The only one that I can think of is, and I know like this is sometimes like, I mean, the majority of the Patriots games I watch them home, but I feel like the Patriots, I have a certain Patriots hat that I wear. Like I have a couple of Patriots hats, but I only wear one during the games. It's a red one with like the old like Path to Patriot logo on it, and like I, I'll wear that one, but I always wear it backwards. I never wear it forward, so I don't know. That's the only one I can think of. Like for the most part, I'm not overly, I'm not overly superstitious. I never was. Like, were you guys playing when you were superstitious playing sports at all? Like, was I there wasn't. like a certain song? Was there a certain song or something, certain thing you had to do before you like played in the game? As a fan. I like I I just said yes, wicked. But as a player, no, I, I tried as not to. Like I tried not to think of it. Like I I did a little bit. Like I would always listen to the same song driving there. But other than that, like once I got out of my car, I would be like, nope, I'm uh, I don't want to become this kind of freak that um will only wash his hand his left hand um on the day of a game. Mm-hmm. Something stupid. I feel like I didn't really have any. I only thing I remember, and I don't even know if this is superstitious or just like the way it was, but it seemed like during warm-ups, if I was making my shots and I was awful in the game, but if in warm-ups I was missing my shots and I was like decent in the game, you know? That's like, but that sounds Did you ever try to miss That's... on purpose? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think no? so. No? No? <laughs> I don't, I don't recall anything oh, like no, particular no. that I... Let's just do. Um, what's that? Nothing. Keep going. No, I was just saying I don't recall anything particular that I, like I used to do that, um, from a superstition standpoint. I will say this is it's nuts. Like you listen to like some of these uh like I when I like I said listen to chicklets, and some of the hockey players are fucking nuts. Like the shit that they, like this this guy was telling a story how he was like with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and like he was playing music in a locker room one day, and like Sidney Crosby come up to him is like. Oh, I was, this was like our song when I went on vacation, like in Europe or something like that. And Crosby went out and had like a hat trick and a, an assist or something. So like the next game, this guy like plays the song again. Crosby comes up to him and like they have like almost the same fucking conversation. And the guy was like, you told me about this like yesterday. What the fuck are you doing? And then he realized like Crosby dominated that game when he had this conversation with this individual. So he did it and they had the same conversation. They played the same music, everything in the same order until they lost. And the guy was like, it was a week and a half. We did this every fucking day. He goes, but that's, he goes, that's the way Crosby was. Like if he, the guy is like super superstitious, 
when it comes to like certain things. And if they, he has a, well, if he eats like fucking a Subway sandwich before the game and he dominates, he's having the same Subway sandwich before each game. It's nuts. Hmm. That's wild. When does that break though? Like uh, eventually Crosby's going to have a shit game. And well, that's I, what I mean. And I think that's what they do though. They just continue. And I didn't want to become that like, I don't know. I, I feel so like earlier in the series, I couldn't eat during the game. Like if I could not eat during the game or like one of the Celtics, like really bad quarters, I was like eating dinner and it was just like, they fell apart. I was like, I can never eat again. And then I was like, I'm starving. I'm going to get something. And then I did it again and they crumbled. So I was like, uh, this isn't going to work. I can't eat during the game. But eventually they just started sucking without me. And so I was <laughs> like, well, fuck it. I guess I could have something during the game. So um, <clears throat> I don't know if this is superstition. I will. Um, um, this was what I would listen to every time in my car. Now it takes you back to 2000. Uh, sorry for the commercial. 2000. Seven. So. Oh, seven. Yeah. Gee, didn't you listen to a certain like Tool CD or something like before every game? I did listen to a lot of Tool, dude. Yep. The fuck is this, dude? I'm not gonna be able to hear. Can't hear it. What? Isn't it from? It's Eminem. Cleaning out my closet. Wonder if this will. And anyways, Eminem cleaning up my closet. And my theory was I was not here to make. You hear me? Now I can hear you. You guys can hear me, right? Now you're cutting out for me. Okay, but hold on. There we go. I had to turn that off. Anyways, cleaning out my closet by Eminem, it was like basically, it wasn't like a superstitious thing. It was that I was not there to make a fucking friend and like I was not going to smile during a game. I was so, I wanted to be in the fucking zone. Um, glad I'm not that person anymore. Like I used to be so competitive that I swear to God I would, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just one of those people that was the most competitive people, I feel like. So, did you guys get like super nervous before games? Uh, a little, little but not basketball. Like super nervous. I was gonna say football. I have basketball. I don't rec- I mean, like if we were playing in a big game, like if it was in the tournament or we were like playing Holiday or something, and, like somebody you knew it was gonna be some competition, I would be. Yeah. But I football, I swear, it didn't matter if we were playing Gorham or York or Wells, one of the good teams, or if we were playing fucking Lake Region or Freiburg, we're gonna beat them by sixty. I had like butterflies in my stomach until I got hit for. Until I either hit somebody or I got hit, and then it was they, then they were gone immediately. Yeah, that was just. I, I was could just... not sleep at night the night before a football game because I couldn't get out of my brain. Like if I fump, like as a, I feel like as a quarterback, you're like obviously you touch the ball every time, but I just couldn't get out of my brain. Like what if you fumble a fucking snap? And like I would have like yeah. I swear I would lose sleep over it. Like I would do anything I could just to make sure I got every fucking snap. I would lose sleep if they asked me, like, in my head, I'm like, what if I have to throw the ball more than three times in a game? What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> uh, no. If I, I had to throw I, the ball. I, I, 
Oh, I saw sure, like, the other day. We got to get him back. We got We should get him on. But I. Um, that would be hilarious. Uh, Coach Elwood. Elwood. Oh. Uh, if I if I was throwing the ball three times in the game, then I was not going to Coach Elwood to ask the play. I was just gonna say, I'm gonna call this one. Yeah, I mean, we just. I think I my senior year, I believe the most we threw in a game was 11 times. Against. It was the playoff game against York. Yep. They pretty yeah. That was the most we threw. I think my my senior year was eleven times. I think I like I remember if I look back and like we have a I have a scrapbook. I think in the we ended up playing twelve games. I think we threw the ball. I think it was only like seventy eight or seventy nine times. Sure, that lot. two games. Yeah, sure. He did that in two yeah. fucking games. Uh, and nowadays, like the the team I was coaching with at Cape, they throw a lot. Uh, it's incredible. And it's not like they don't just throw a lot. It's just within their offense. It's incredible. I can't say it's enough, but their coach is just incredible. How, how well oiled machine their, their offense is. It's it's awesome. Um, he could write a book on it. Um. All right, I I'm so I I'm sick of this fucking bullshit. This next topic, um, I hate when reporters bring politics to sports players. I don't know if you guys saw Joe Burrow being asked about gun reform. Um, yeah. it's like there should be unless like a player brings it up first. Please keep politics and like you're just putting them in a bad situation. Like people are so one way or the other that they're going to like either not like this player or they like, like Brady was friends with Trump. And I'm sure that a lot of people hate Brady just because he was friends with Trump. Like mm-hmm. and it was before he was president. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then like Joe Burr, like you're putting him in a spot to fail yeah. no matter what he says. Um, in my opinion, I, it, it, unless he comes out and is like, I want to be like Jalen Brown is really good about it and, and about being an activist. And that's, that's who he is though. Like that's part of Jalen Brown. I don't think that's part of Joe Burrow. Um, to be a gun reform guy. Uh, but I, I just hate reporters coming out and putting these guys in bad situations. I mean, I hate politics as it is. I mm. just, I never talk Leave it. it so like, yeah, I mean, I watch sports to basically get away from stuff. You know what I mean? And to like not see that shit. So like when they're starting to bleed that politics into this, my sporting world, I don't like it at all. So, and at the end of the day, they always, uh, you see like these, these keyboard warriors online talking about like, well, why don't these sports people like do something to change the world? And like, why don't they stand up? So it's like, they're not going to be the ones that's going to change this. It's not, it's Joe Burrow is not going to do something to fix this. You know what I mean? So like, don't, don't bring it into my world. I just, yeah, I hate it. No, I I do too. And and I think like the big thing about it is like, and I, Justin Thomas kind of referenced, not necessarily in, in regards to gun reform or abortion or one of these like, you know, hot topics, but he's kind of like talking about the, like with the lift tour and he's talking about DJ and he goes, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. He goes, and whether it, whether you agree with it or not, he's like, I'm not going to hate DJ now because he went to play in the lift tour. I'm not going to treat him any differently. He's like, but people feel now with the way social media is these days, they feel entitled to like, if my opinion is different than yours, then I fucking hate you. You're a piece of mm-hmm. shit. You're a fucking loser. I can't say anything you're about. And it's like, it, it's not that's just like not the way things are like i don't like i while i agree that like some of these athletes have platforms where they can 
they can influence change. But at the end of the day, I agree with Kev. They're the ones that they're not going to they're not the ones in Congress or in the Senate and or any of this mm-hmm. stuff voting on this stuff to make change. Like, can they lobby for it? Can they like do whatever they can to do it? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's the people who are are getting paid to make these decisions that are going to do make these changes if they're going to make them. So it's like, I, I don't know. And I, I just, I, the whole, the way things are these days, I just hate how if you have a different opinion than somebody, they're a piece of shit. You fucking hate them. I, yeah. I don't know why, like why it's like that anymore. Like, I don't think that's everyone, like, but I, I, some people are so extreme. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't know. But again, I, I, I don't, I hate politics so fucking yeah. much. I, like, I literally, I mean, there's nothing on earth I hate more than. On the flip that side shit, of that, but, how do you feel about, like, uh, so uh, I know that, like, the Celtics had, like, Britney Griner shirts or um, trying to, like, promote that, or, or they actually had gun reform at one point. Um, so, and then there was also te- uh, Tampa Bay Ray players who refused yeah. to wear gay pride shirts. And you know what? That's on. That's up to them. Like that. I'm not, you know what? We're not at a point where they have to pick a side. If it's against their religion, it's against their religion. We're, why could we don't have to force them to do that? Like, it's if if you're upset about either way, then you don't have I, to watch. And if you're upset that you would do something different, well, then go be a better baseball player and go play for the Rays, and you can wear whatever the fuck you want. Is my opinion. Um, if if they don't want to wear the shirt, don't wear the shirt. If they do want to wear the shirt, wear the shirt. Yeah, I the whole thing with like Griner um obviously I think like the fact that she's being detained and she's going through what she's going through because she had like a little bit of weed on her I think is fucking The Griner thing's absurd. However, with that all being said, she knows she's going to a foreign country where they don't they don't fuck around with it. So at the at some point, she's got to take, she's got to have some accountability and realize this is my fault. That's nobody else's fault. Like you know, the well, those reports that it wasn't hers, that it was planted. Was oh, okay. Well, it's Russia too, so that wouldn't surprise me right. either. But and, and if that's the case, then obviously it's fucked up. But if if it was hers and she brought it, I mean, you 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 kind of know what you're getting into. Right. Yeah. That's um, a scary spot. Kev? The whole Tampa Bay Ray things. Oh. Hold on, just real quick on that. No, no, don't take your time. It's a very difficult thing. I for I think it's a very difficult situation that the league puts certain teams in these player. Oh, not teams, but players in. Now, I have no issue with them wearing pride shirts. I have absolutely no issue with it at all. It doesn't bother me one bit. I don't give a fuck what people do with their own life, who they love. I don't do what you want. I don't care. But it is a very difficult situation i think they're putting people in because some people don't agree with it i don't agree with that but some people don't agree with it so it's like by by forcing them or kind of having people wear this this attire you're putting people in a spot where they're going to get scrutinized if they don't do it now they may have their own reasons for it and that's again that is their opinion and that's that's their right to think how they want. Now, I don't agree with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean, I, I don't know. I, 
it, it's a very tough thing, I think, when they do that shit. Like, because you're just opening up people to be scrutinized if they don't agree with the situation right. and they don't follow along with what everybody else and is doing. And my point is... I don't think it's fair. I, right. I feel like... I agree. I don't, that's my point. I don't think it's fucking fair. Like, don't scrutinize people that don't want to wear them. Like, it's fine. It, no, I don't... But I don't think it's fair from a... From a a league standpoint. And and what I'm the reason why I'm saying that is I don't by doing that. Now, if somebody wants to be vocal about their opinions on gun reform, you know, same-sex marriage, all that stuff. That's their own opinion. Okay? And that's that's their prerogative. But I think by having these people if people somebody's quiet and keeps all that stuff to themselves, but then you say, hey, you got to wear this shirt. And the guy's in his head's like, well, I don't agree with this. I don't want to wear it. But I also don't want to let my opinion be known to everybody. But So I think it's like a weird predicament like they put people in by having them do that. Um, again, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't give a fuck. Like, put me in a, like a rainbow uniform. I don't give a yeah. shit. But some people disagree with it all. And I think it's a it's like a fine line the league these leagues walk when they do even not just in the same sex marriage pride stuff. It's like the Celtics wearing gun reform stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking people that were like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like it's just I I don't like when sports teams get pol- or political, sports yeah. entities get political and they walk a fine line. It's I prefer to leave it out, but I also understand the platform, and so it is what it is. I, I mean, I don't know. Kev? I, I don't I honestly I, I don't know much about either topic. I I didn't even know why Griner was detained. I had no idea. I don't I just I don't know. I feel like I don't really keep up much on news. I don't really read much news because it's usually always just bad shit and I just don't care to read it. It's just something I just ne- I've never been into the news. Like I never watch the news at night. I never read newspapers. I just that's just not my life. And so um I don't even know about this uh, this race thing. Like, was it a league wide thing? Was it just a Tampa Bay Rays thing? Like, what was it? It's just gay pride shirt. Like, so it's no, gay. I know, but was it league? Was it league wide or just team? Oh, every team had a, like wore their shirts, the gay pride shirts. It, and, uh, was it a shirt or just like a patch? I think on, it, on the uniform. Oh, I thought it was just like. Might I thought patch. it was just like a pat a patch on the sleeve, and there was I think there was like four or five race players mm-hmm. that like refused to wear it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Which I just, again, I think. Yeah. Is fine. I think they're entitled to their own opinion and they shouldn't be forced to do it if they don't want to. But then I, that's it's it's a weird fucking line that they mm-hmm. walk when they do any of this stuff. OK, so the next three things are football related, and I think there will uh, be a lot less serious. My my first one. Not, I hope I, so. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first one, I love this Tyreek Hill. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Oh, um, my started this for, oh I exited out of it. Um, started the podcast. Um, and in his podcast, like he's obviously going to build up his new quarterback, but, um, he said that he didn't want to be chasing balls in the air where he was looking forward to balls being delivered in his bread basket (laughs) as opposed to Mahomes. So he thinks that Tua is going to bring the ball right to his bread basket, which, you know, I guess could be right if you're talking about passes at a three yards, but, um, yeah, I I was, was it was absurd. And then my my uh, like another my favorite part of that too was how he said one of the reasons he left Kansas City is because they weren't utilizing him. Yeah. Or they wasn't utilizing him correctly. It's like I don't know. He has some pretty good fucking seasons. That you Does Tua not throw a good long ball? I th- no. I, I feel it. so. 
in so I so from what I've read and I this is, was an article they went back to his college days and his NFL days and they have not found a pass over 40 yards completed man to me unless I'm thinking of something different was he he was the quarterback that came in for Alabama like the championship yeah. game when Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts got hurt right and I feel like the only thing I remember from that game I feel like Tua was just airing the ball out that game he was he was a freshman too um but it wasn't like bombs it was just no. And he had like loaded receivers too. Uh, Alabama lately has been phenomenal receivers, but I was a big two a guy coming out. And now that I've watched him against the Patriots four times, I'm like, he only throws left and he only throws within 25 yards. And um, I just find, I don't think he's that good. So um, it's going to be interesting. Like say they start 0 and 4 or something. I can't wait to tune into the old Tyreek Hill podcast. Uh, That's going to be electric. Like one thing about Tyreek, though, is that like he can obviously burn it just like a straight line. But I feel like if he comes across the field and catches it and has a little bit of space, it's like he can still burn that for Mm -hmm. an 80-yard touchdown. The only thing is, is that against – well, that's why he was so good in in Kansas City is because they just – they didn't know where he was going to catch it, right? He could catch it 50 yards down the field. He could catch it 20 yards down the field. He could cut across the field. He could run out. If you're only defending, you know – 40 yards downfield. Yeah. That's a big difference. So yeah, like yeah. you're going to be able to smother him at the line of scrimmage with a safety over the top, whereas opposed to the way he used to stretch a field in Kansas city, you'd have to put, you know, a guy 10 yards off the ball on him and a safety over the top because he might start on the right side, you know, as an X wide receiver. And next thing you know, he's on the, you know, the backside already running a fade. It's just incredible how fast he was. Well, and not, and not only that, but then that you also had, you can have the safety help over the top, but then you had a guy like Kelsey running seams and shit where the, you had to make the safety make a fucking decision on where he was going to go. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, I, uh, I don't, I, I mean, I think Hill's probably still going to, he's going to get his in Miami. There's no doubt, but he's phenomenal. I mean, I, he is I, yeah, so I just talented, but I just think it's going to be funny when he realizes that, um, Mahomes could just turn it on, and then he's going to find out that Tua doesn't have that ability to be superstar. No, he doesn't. It's you know just great on this website. Uh, it's just DraftSharks.com. I don't know. I'm just looking up Tua's like injury history, and the best is they have this uh, this statistic. I don't know what it is. It's it says chance of injury in 2022. The percentage to miss at least two two quarters, or I guess, but two is eighty five percent. Like chance to miss time. That seems absurd, doesn't it? Uh, Bad hit. Well, it doesn't surprise me though. No, it doesn't surprise me either. But it just seems bad ankles, bad hip. Um, the next one is Makai Beckham. Uh, he missed the entire year last year. He is a left tackle for the Jets, and he is a monster of a human being. Um, was a really good rookie uh, left tackle, like probably the, one of the highest graded ever left tackles. And uh, he showed up to camp with a um, call me a bust shirt. It's like, dude, we're just saying that you tore your ACL and you were injured for all year. Hopefully you can stay healthy. No one's calling you a bust <laughs> besides you. Like the only one's thinking about it is probably you. Um, he's in the Jets. I, oh yeah, he's like three fifty, like six six nine. He is a phenomenal left tackle. You played at Louisville, right? Yeah. Yeah, Great that's thing. um, it's so fucking so funny. But you know what? Like the thing is, is like some guys sometimes just need like that type of like self motivation. They gotta like tell themselves that people are doubting them in order yeah. to get them up, which. I mean, you prefer them not to need that 
I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I listen. I just don't think he needed it. Like you're you're an awesome left tackle. Just stay healthy. <laughs> like talent wise, you're phenomenal. You're not a bust, but show up with your shirt. You're just looking for attention. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. It says rumors said that he could have reached 400 pounds in the offseason. Yeah, he's enormous. That's absurd. <laughs> That's a big dude. That's a big dude. Um, he probably like he probably like four hundred pounds and still ran like a fucking five forty or something like that. Incredible. So for my fantasy football league, which continues to get better, boys. Um, good work this past week. We did our uh, I said boys and Kim. Um, we did our draft order, and we did it. By buying WWE wrestling and put the wrestler, we all picked the wrestler, the Royal Rumble, and we simmed it and watched it live as a uh, fantasy football league. So, like, Ruff finished first last year. He got to pick his first wrestler. Um, and then we put eight extra wrestlers, like, randomly in it. And whoever you're, like, if you were the first guy thrown out, you were the 12th pick. So, like, because it was random, even if, like, I picked, say, Stone Cold, Right, who's rated the best the best wrestler, he might come out first and not do as mm-hmm. well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like completely random, which was fucking awesome. Um, That's pretty fun. So it's just so all way, simulation, all computer simulation, all computer simulation. We just like put the controller down and we uh, live streamed it. Puya did, and we watched it. Um, so like, uh, Ruff took Randy Orton first. Uh, I can't remember who else went, but. Um, like I took a shitty wrestler because the guy's name is Biggie. If you haven't seen him, he is enormous, but he's uh he's a funny dude. But anyways, he's not a great wrestler, so I was like, okay, he can get kicked out fast because I don't wanna I don't wanna high pick this year. Um But Cole took Stone Cold, and like I said, he was the first wrestler out and didn't two guys go right for him, dude, and chuck him out of the fucking ring. He was so <laughs> rattled. And then, like, Ruff picks Randy Orton, and of 20 guys, of course, the last one out was fucking Randy Orton. Oh, my gosh. But um, Should we get the number one pick again? No. So the big show came out, and uh, he was uh, just tossing people left and right. Um, the 1980s, uh, 1990s big show was just dominating. Who had um, him? And uh, Coleman Finley got the number one pick, and then Ruff got. So the cool part was, even though it was randoms, they just got like taught. They they were garbage. So they just got tossed. So like the final four people were actually people in the league. That's cool. Um, and then the final two were Big Show and Randy Orton, and like he was close. We were like screaming, 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 and then uh, Big Show got a hold of him and just knocked him the fuck out over the ring. <laughs> and uh, how long did that take? It took like a good forty minutes. Yeah. It was awesome. We were like, so my guy comes in, like, it was like, there was this, it was kind of stupid, like, the game's kind of stupid, like, you get knocked over the, like, rope and you hang on, and there's, like, this thing they do, and then, like, do-do-do, takes, like, five seconds, and then your guy just comes back in. Like, it happens so many times. Mm-hmm. Well, Big E, my fucking dude, has that happen. Only guy, I'm not shitting you, was in the match for six seconds. I'm like, I, like, I didn't even get any excitement out of it. He was, like, the... Eighth guy in, and then he was just boom out. I was like, "You motherfucker!" He was gone so fast. <laughs> he's got to be like so three hundred and forty pounds too, and he's like yoked. But so what? Um, Google him, Kev. He's yoked. What? what What's his big name? Big E. Big E. What was that, Gola? So what? What pick did you get? Right. So I have the eighth pick. Are you happy with that? 
Um, yeah, I would, I mean, I would rather be in the bottom third than anything. And that's why I kind of picked a bad wrestler. Um, but. Speaking of, um, fantasy, speaking of fantasy football, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I was scrolling through Twitter just, uh, before we come down and apparently Portnoy got invited to the fantasy football league that with all the drama with fam in them. I saw that Mike Trout. So Portnoy is now in the league and he was tasked with finding a commissioner. So apparently he texted, um, Oh yeah, that guy's monstrous. Holy (laughs) shit. He got Um, thrown out in six seconds. So apparently he texted that the guy that works for Barstool, Stephen Shea, and he is now the commissioner in this, fantasy football league with all these professional baseball players in like Portnoy. That's cool. Steven Shea's a good dude too. I watch him on the uh on their trivia. So um all right so the only other thing I have to talk about is the US Open and I have one more thing after that uh to leave us on. So um US Open tomorrow morning. Uh yeah it starts tomorrow morning. We all got our, return- our things in. Um, I'm guessing Fagola did not put any of the live guys in his top five. No, fuck them guys. I saw you did there, big dog. Your boy. I did. Of course. Do you always pick him when you do our pools? Always. Like, I will never not pick him unless it's like, even talk- when he wasn't in the tournament, I picked him. And you we're were talking, like, hey. We're talking Mickelson, if you guys don't yes. know. But, yeah. You're like, hey, uh, Mickelson's not golfing. No idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we, uh, no, I was going to say, so we do this pool. So right now we have, like, just over 30 people in it. But um, some typical people, like, Rory has nine, been picked 19 times. JT's been picked 17. But a little down the list, a huge pick, I feel, is Shane Lowry. Ten times. That seems like a lot for a guy down the list. Wow. Yeah. But he's been and playing we pretty well in majors. They're locked in, and and people will find out tomorrow. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, I gotta. I need you to. I'll tell you after we finish this up. I want to change my total score. Someone else has already done that too. Um. I probably have. A but yeah, no, bro- the course. Yeah, Brookline. It's a. Uh, it's gonna actually play. It's a lot shorter than a lot of. Um, U.S. Open courses in the past, like I think last year at Torrey Pines, it was playing like 8,000 yards or 7,900, something absurd. Uh, I think it's only playing like 72 or just over 7,200 this weekend. Um, but they're saying it's like not going to be a huge advantage for some of the long, long hitters because of the uh, they get a lot of blind blind tee shots, blind approach shots going into these greens. Um, so it ought to be it's it ought to be interesting. Um, Obviously, just like anything else, if you hit the ball, you put the ball in the fairway, you're probably going to play well and keep the ball out of the fucking rough. Because as usual, they you have to your prototypical, let's throw the ball in the rough and see if you can find it uh, mm-hmm. videos online. And it is fucking gnarly, some of this shit. I um, love to see it. Love watching too. US Open. Me love too. seeing these guys struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like seeing Yeah. That. I was like, the US Open's like, I know some people like hate it, but like, I think there was one like, might have been 10 years ago, 12 years with the Olympic club in, um, it doesn't matter where it is, but I think like the winning score is like one or two over. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I fucking love that. I want the course to just 
rear its ugly fucking head and just like dominate these guys. I, I love mean, it so much. There's been times where they'll play around like first round and the players will bitch too much that the greens are like putting on concrete. So like the USGA will come out and like water the greens more to slow them down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like not a lot, yeah. but like basically saying it's unplayable, but I love seeing it. I love seeing these guys like suffer through holes. So yeah, just as like a point of reference, like, I mean, like you guys will find this out in a few months, but so this course is going to play similar to what like Sunday river is going to play distance wise from the black tees. Not that we're going to play the tips, but it, like when you're there, you'll like notice it. Like have you've seen them before. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. like a similar distance as Sunday River is from the tips, which when you get there, you're like, I can't, like you see some of the holes, you're like, I can't imagine a fucking pro guy playing here. But like the, the, um, the elevation change, and that's another thing playing on the East Coast is a lot of, it's a little more hilly. The elevation changes, blind tee shots and stuff. Um, it's going to be, it'll be, it's going to be a good weekend. I'm glad that I have Monday. Well, I'm planning to scramble Monday, but. Yeah, you are. Uh, Charlie, is a holiday. Uh, Juneteenth. No, I just. Oh, oh, yeah, June, so so it's a, it is a holiday for some people. Some I think companies. Juneteenth is actually Sunday, but they it's nationally observed on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charlie, Katie's cousin, he went down um on Monday to uh to the U.S. Open course and watched the practice round, dude. Yeah. Cool. He says pretty cool. I, I mean, I've never, I've never been to a practice round or anything like that. But I was, I asked him, and I'm like, do the golfers like play the round out like normal, like shoot one ball, you know all that? And he's like, no, not at all. He's like, they'll basically hit a shot, and if they don't like the way they hit it, they'll just drop another ball right then and there and like hit it again, you know. And I think that that'd be kind of cool to see to like see these guys yeah. just like practice it out. And yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know how many people go to those two and like how close you can get and whatnot, but um. It'd almost be, it'd be, I'd almost Rick rather, I think, do that than like go to like a real round for some reason. I don't know why. I think it'd be cool just to see these guys like and hear them talk out like shots and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, another cool thing about it was that, you know, they play in groups and I can't remember the group he told me, but I think he said he was like watching like Shafale and Morikawa and some, a couple others, but they were, uh, they were gambling quite a bit during the round. Really? Which I think is like pretty cool. I, the I don't NFL know, like, would spend them but. for at least two years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that that is pretty sick. It's good stuff. I typically will like just Google who's hot for the U.S. Open, and I'll be like, okay, this guy wrote an article. He must know what he's talking about, and I pick like those guys. I have no research. I just pick my five favorite guys to to you, go. So you guys want to pick a winner? Like you did last time. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go see if Kev can go two for two. Sh- short course, I'm taking uh, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> Hold on, real quick before we do this, do you guys think that tomorrow morning, whether it's Mickelson, DJ, any of these guys, do you think they get any booze when they announce their name on the first tee box? Yeah, I do. I think they will. You know what's weird? I saw a video of uh, of Phil at the practice round, and like people were cheering him, and they were they were like saying like we love you, Phil, and all this stuff. And I was shocked by that. I, I really was. So maybe not Phil, but I could see DJ getting really booed pretty hard. I feel like DJ's been pretty. He, uh, I don't know. The interviews he's had yeah, since curious. he's joined, yeah. he, I could picture him being like a dick. So I'm just curious on if if I'm sure there will be some 
because there's just people who fucking hate the whole idea of it all. But, mm-hmm. um, Could you imagine if this, if a major, if a major was at, or a major was the um, waste management open in Phoenix or wherever that is, and like the how they allow like the drinking and the craziness? Could you yeah. imagine that? With, do you think these live golfers would oh even? My God. Like, I don't know. If it was a major, just say it was like that atmosphere was. I don't know if they would even I mean, show up. I don't know if they're as hated as much as like. I feel like they're not hated that much. Like I listened to um, the Barstool Golf one today just so I could have some familiar. But they were oh, like, boy. "Listen, it's it's unbelievable that they're questioning these guys taking money. Like Rory should be the last one to question anyone. You work you work for Nike, who is arguably put up more sanctions than Saudi Arabia. Nike has sweatshops who has had." Um, found kids who are under 10 years old working for them for a dollar 25 an hour working 16 hours a week put up in houses without water it's like you you get paid by nike dude all your money who the fuck are you to question anyone for going to take money mm-hmm. and i thought that was a great point i was like you know what that's you know like ridiculous for them to question what people and why they make choices like they're going to make a shit ton of money um from these Saudis. Uh, we don't got to talk about it a lot, but like Rom had a really good uh, like two minute segment about talking about it. And I, I thought it was really cool. Just was basically saying it wasn't about money at the end of the day. He was like, I can retire right now with the money mm-hmm. I've earned and just be fine, comfortable in life. I could just not have to worry about a thing. He's like, so me getting an extra hundred million dollars is not going to change my life one bit of way how it is now. And right. I, I, I like that response. I, I mean, think uh, so. Trent also said that it's clear that these guys got, a packet that they can't say something. And mm-hmm. one of them is clearly that they cannot say they took this spot because of money. Yeah. And it's like, all we want to hear is like, you took this job, you took the live because like, we all know you took it because of money. You didn't take it because anything else. They'll probably get killed if well, they say it. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> one thing too, that's like, and it's so like, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, like Kepka can kind of be a dick about stuff, yeah, but I yeah. can't, I don't know if you saw the clip when they, they kept asking about, it. he's like, why are we talking about something that happened a week ago? He's like, we got a tournament to play. Like, he's like, you guys all, like, we're going to continue to have, what the hell, shed light on this tour as long as you guys keep asking, basically keep asking fucking questions about it. Mm-hmm. Stop asking questions about it. Like, I don't know. Because, like, I, and I kind of agree with him because, like, how many times can these guys answer the same fucking questions about mm-hmm. it? Like, it just seems like you have guys like JT and Rory, and they're a little more eloquent about it than Brooks was, but it's like, how many times are you going to ask these guys to answer the same question about this stuff? They've mm-hmm. answered it 20 times already. Like it's going to come to a point where they're just going to be like, I've answered this, like move on something else. I'm fucking yeah. done. But I, anyways, I, it wasn't Trent, by the way, it was Riggs and Riggsy also, I didn't realize how big they were in the golf world. Like they're easily the number one podcast for golf. And he's yeah. like, we will not no more because like when we first like said, when like the tournament started we like tweeted like what we thought of something we realized that we are so influential one way or the other that like live is going to get mad at us if we tweet mm-hmm. um something bad about live or if we tweet something great about live then the pga is PGA. so he's yeah. like we're just like tweeting about players now because we we are like talking about players because i didn't realize like we're in the middle of this like because we are the biggest influential podcast or for any media really um so they are just staying in the middle of it he said and like you know we can't we're not going to ask tough questions we're just going to do the same thing we always have done mm-hmm. 
Who's your pick, Dola? Oh, what did short? Are you serious with Mickelson? I'll, yeah. I'll take. I'll give you my pick if you want. If you want I, I honestly think it will be Justin Thomas, but I pick Mickelson. Back to back majors, dude. That'd be yeah. fucking awesome. Um, I'll go. Does you have no know yours is Gola? No, go ahead. I'm picking Colin Morikawa. This dude's already got two majors. He's got a PGA. He's got an Open Championship. His best finish at the U.S. Open was last year. He finished fourth. Um, I feel like he, for like the young golfers in this game, like how golf is in a great spot. Like he is one that people just do not talk about, and he is nasty. So break, breaking news: um, Kev has the insider on his practice round went phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. why he is picking him. Charlie gave him you the big Morikawa fan. He was not dropping balls. He just played one ball and played yeah. ball the whole time. I was sh- striping it. Um, oh, I really like. I feel like kind of Rory's on a bit of a mission right now. I don't know what it is. So like, I really want to pick Rory to win this weekend, but I'm not. I am gonna take. I'm th- I think Rom's going to win back-to-back open, U.S. Opens. I think Rom is – I think he might be the best player in the world. Like, I know he's not ranked number one, but I think he just may be. He's just so fucking good. So, I think he puts it together this week, and I think uh, I think Rom wins back-to-back U.S. Opens. I wonder how – I mean, I know Scheffler is fucking a beast beginning this year, but I wonder how often it is where a player wins back-to-back tourneys, even not majors. I don't know how common that is. I don't care about the stats, you know, more rhetorical, but it's probably it's probably not as yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm, it's probably not as common. I'm sure Tiger did it all the fucking time, but yeah, I bet it doesn't yeah. happen very often. Speaking of Tiger, can I tell you guys a little story that I just read earlier today? Speak it. Yep. The two thousand US Open was at Pebble Beach. Uh second round. They got through twelve or thir- I think twelve holes and there was bad weather, so they um whatever postponed it to tomorrow whatever like that so i think i know where you're going with this so tiger was putting shitty that day he says so he brought three of his golf balls to his hotel room that night and he was just putting in his hotel room right next morning he didn't tell his caddy he did this next morning he doesn't grab the three golf balls he leaves them in his hotel room so he goes to, to finish out that final the final six holes whatever it was and so he only has four golf balls remaining in his bag uh he ends up giving two balls throughout the first like five holes to just kids on the course that he came upon or whatever. So then he ends up with only two balls left going into the 18th hole, 18th drive. He hooks one massive into the ocean. Um, and so at that point he has one ball left in his bag. Uh, his caddy uh, is trying to tell him to just hit an iron off of the tee shot. And basically Tiger does not know at this point that he only has one golf ball left. So his caddy is trying to, he's begging him to just hit a, hit an iron shot off the tee. Tiger's like, fuck that. I'm not hitting an iron shot. Not knowing he has one golf ball. So he pipes a drive directly down the middle of the fairway, ends up bogey in the hole, gets out of there. But if Tiger would have hooked another one into the ocean, he would have zero golf balls left. And at that point you get disqualified from the rest of the tournament. And, uh, oh, yeah, Tiger ended up winning that tournament by 15 strokes over second place. Yeah. Only guy yeah, just... under par. He was 12 under. Everyone else was over par. So, yeah, pretty, I remember like story. seeing like an interview with Stevie Williams and he was Stevie was like, I was fucking shitting my pants because mm-hmm. he's like, didn't want to tell him because he didn't want to get him pissed off. He was like, bro, like 
just play this as conservatively as you possibly fucking can. And Tiger's like, ah, eat my dick. Because <laughs> like fucking... you like those professionals like hardly ever lose a golf ball, right? But then Tiger's just like right. willfully giving golf balls to children and stuff. And Steve's probably like, what do you, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the shit, man? Yeah, so it's good. that um, feeling of because he probably didn't realize. Like, if you think about it, he probably. Tiger probably gave away a few, and then when he re- went to reach in to grab one, he was like, uh, "He doesn't grab him though." Like Steve, no, like the caddy Steve no, that's what I mean. When oh, the cat, yeah, yeah. yeah, when the caddy went to mm-hmm. grab him because he didn't know there was some in the hotel, and then he mm-hmm. watched Tiger give him away. So when you go to grab, you know, one out of five, and there's only one out of one, you're like, "You shit." <laughs> but you know what's yep. like weird to me with that whole thing? Like I feel like he must have, like he must check the check the bag like on the putting green or the range, right? Like. Why? I mean, like he's got. There's got to be like somebody's got to have Tiger's clubs, like a spare set of clubs, in case he like breaks something, right? I would think. And then it's like, yeah. So it's like, why? There's got to be more balls, like unless mm-hmm. he just like didn't realize. I don't know. It probably but because it was, they had to play the extra six holes in the morning. It was like an early start. And he could have some like normal routine yeah. or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, my I I like to. I've told these guys that I only like to join this uh this league to when we're picking golfers when I can watch it. So uh, I like to work from home and put it on on the side. But tomorrow is my once a year. My work brings in about 10 food trucks from the Portland area. So nice. I will be going in to get the food trucks. Nice. Um, but Friday I will be listening from home. So. Uh, one other thing I want to say is I, I saw this uh, clip online of these guys and what they do. I think this is such a cool idea where they get a group of guys together. And what they do is they take the top 50 public courses in the United States and then they put it online. It's like a randomizer. Right. And they say, all right, we're going to hit the button once and wherever it lands on, we're all going to oh, go. Cool. We're all going to fly out and play there. Right. And so I, I got thinking about like the top public courses in the United States, like Pebble Beach is like, it's got to be up to the top, right? Do you guys have any idea how much it costs to play Pebble Beach? Oh my God. It's like five or 600 bucks, ain't it? It's six, uh, currently, they just up their rates. It's $620 to walk 18 during the peak season. Uh, but they strongly recommend that you get a caddy. And so that's an extra 95 bucks. So you're like over 700 bucks to play 18 holes. There's only one course it- in the United States that's more, and it's in Vegas. Uh, it's called Shadow Creek. I've never even heard of it before today, but yeah. it's $1,000 even to play 18 holes. But the only requirement is, is that you have to stay at an MGM resort to be able to play the course. Well, so. Shadow, and I think with Shadow Creek, isn't that the one with the, with the first match with Tiger and Phil and the mother oh, was guys? It? Was that? I'm not I sure. It might have been. Might have been. That's absurd. Yeah. There's imagine some imagine money dishing out $1,000 to play a round of golf. I think there's probably only one course in the. I, if somebody was like, you can spend a thousand dollars and come play Augusta, I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Like, what would you? What would your limit be if somebody said to you, "All right, you can come down and play Augusta, but it's going to be X amount of dollars." Like, what's the most you would spend to do it? I would say like five hundred. Oh, I was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like it, it's cool, but I it wouldn't be enjoyable, dude. There's nothing, no, there's no, at the end of the day, you'd be like, okay, I played Augusta, but I just shot a fucking 200. So it's like, it wouldn't be enjoyable to me. I I don't know. I disagree. How many golf because balls? Like, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the number would be, but it wouldn't be nearly as high as you're going. Yeah, no, I think I would spend, 
The first number that came to my head was like I would probably if somebody I'd probably spend twenty five hundred bucks to play it if somebody let me. <laughs> nice. Yes, sir. I don't because believe it's really, a once dude, in a like, lifetime thing. That's what sure. I mean. Like, and I could like, like legit, and I would never let people live it down. I'd be like, hey, you're, did you have you played Augusta? Oh no, I have. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm basically watching the tournament. I like text you guys yeah. like, hey, I made par on this fucking hole. You losers. Did you ever play it? <laughs> Like I would just I don't know. And I, I shot I a nine on this than... bar three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put three into Rage Creek. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. That's a that's a pretty cool thing though. Like, but you gotta have some like guy. You gotta be able to make some like decent money in order to do what those guys did because like like you said you you draw Pebble Beach and you're like gonna go play six hundred dollars for a round of fucking golf plus airfare place to stay. It's like Jesus Christ. Um, all right, so we go with the U.S. Open? Yeah. Yes, sir. Last thing I got to say, this is humongous in the short dog world. Uh, have you guys seen the new um, iOS 16? I think that's what it's called, but it's the new oh. operating system for iPhones coming out. Um, huge update that's going to benefit me. I have never... I would say 1% of my text messages, I check them before I send them. Um, I just send them and whatever I wrote, I wrote. Never proofread them. Um, you are going to be able to edit them. So you have 15 minutes. Once you send the text, I can edit. Is that 15 text. seconds? No, 15 minutes. Oh, minutes. Oh, 15 wow. minutes you have to edit your text that you sent, and it updates on all the phones as long as they're Apple. So um, that is huge for my world. Um, so I can send one too. You can unsend and freak out, right? You, yep. I can unsend. It will show that you unsent. Like it will say, like Mm -hmm. edited in there. But, um, you know, I might be able to save myself from some some laughs. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's big in my world. I just, I honestly don't know. Like I, I can't see myself like using either one of them. Like, I feel like I don't send people text message that I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have sent that. Like, I need to fucking, like, take it away. Yeah. And I don't, and I, like, really don't give a fuck that I butcher. I'm with you, sure. I butcher my text messages all the time, too. And it doesn't really bother me that much that I do it. So, I don't know if I'd actually, like, utilize the unsend or, like, edit buttons all that much. I, Not I, often. Well, the but. one time I can think of that you freak out of a goal a lot is like you share a link to something, but it's like a private account. You know what I mean? You freak yeah. out because that. I can picture you on sending those, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I can... also, I mean, I swear so many group texts, and I will mix them up, uh, and I'll send something from like it might just be like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah thank you. Um, yeah. but I send it to the wrong people, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's not the right chat. I'm what notorious if, for that. So I now I can take it back. Mm-hmm. I won't take it back. I won't. I won't mention names, but do you think we know somebody who sent may or may not have sent a picture of himself on the lower half, mm-hmm. meaning to send it to his wife, but actually sent it to a group text message with his wife and another one of our friends. He's gonna so be he, probably he downloading the ios 16 yeah, really quickly. he would probably would have liked to have the unsend button just um, a nightmare situation i yes. can't fucking imagine yeah. nightmare. oh goodness gracious um yeah i have a cousin that did the same same thing 
would love he would have loved to take it back. Shout out, Josh. I mean, just, the lesson I'll, to be I'll learned is it. maybe just don't send your freaking crank to fucking yeah. people through text message. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a way to. Yeah, that's that was it. That was uh, I knew I had some good ones there at the end. Uh, um, to maybe lighten up the mood after we got into some some tough tough topics. But make sure you follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us. Give us a like on our podcast, and we look forward to talking to you again Sunday night hopefully game seven and we're gonna do an immediate reaction to it if uh there is a game seven we are gonna record right after so goal is prayed to the gods that there's no game seven <laughs> oh well no i don't have to work monday oh, oh yeah. that's true that's true i go play so, that scramble monday so i gotta get fucking it's gotta be a stripe show hopefully what uh, I do love about did you get any golf guys... this weekend, Gola? Oh, oh yeah. no practice. I have never. I've been my my drives have been probably my best part of my game lately. And I went to Riverside, and um, there was two of them that I was on the back side of the the fairway that wasn't on fairway. Um, it was un- hooking them. I was unbelievable. Like I don't even know what the fuck was going on. And then I never hit so my iron so well. I built myself. Up. I, it was a good feeling. I think what I may do is, cause like I said, we're, we're not going to go down to mass until Saturday. Um, so I think what I may do is on Sunday, get up somewhat early and hit the range, get a few swings in that way. And then, um, just fucking let her eat on, uh, let it eat on Monday. I... That's what I love about scrambles. And like, I don't know. I mean, I love playing my own ball because I like hitting my own shots and you see how yeah. I do. What, but playing in scrambles is so much goddamn fun because it's like no pressure really. It's like just because if you fuck up, you have there's like three other guys that are gonna like are there to like pick you back up. So mm-hmm. I am fun. fortunate to play a lot of golf this year where I've played my own ball, so I'm excited to play the scramble. Um, I've actually never played a scramble, um, and no. we're playing one July 31st. Um, for Lonnie Labonte's recovery center, which is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, should be fun. We look forward to being able to help a friend's charity. So, or, yep. or foundation or whatever it is. Um, maybe we, we can get Lonnie on the week before or something. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm talking about it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. So. All right. We'll talk to you on Sunday night after a game seven fingers crossed also kev get your get your family healthy and pelchi hopefully you have a baby tonight yeah. <laughs> thanks guys